The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. and welcome to Hotelcast, the podcast for hoteliers. This podcast is brought to you by X-Suite, the number one hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings and reservations productivity. My name is Paula, I'm the content manager at X-Suite and I will be your host today. Our guest today is Michael McCartan. Michael is the principal consultant at McCartan.TechConsultant. He is also a business development affiliated at Science and associate consultant at Haynes Macon. He's here today to talk with us about the world of online bookings now, revenue strategies and travel technologies. So hello, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate that you, you're talking to me. Thank you, Paula. Nice to be here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to uh, wherever <laughs> anyone is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, can you just uh, let's start talking about a little bit about your career path? So, could you tell us a little briefly what you do today and how was the changing from engineering to travel? Yes, well, that's, that goes back 20 years. I've been in hotel technology for 20 years. Um, I started off as an engineer outside of uh, hospitality and uh, got to, I, I'm a people person and I got a, drawn to, to hospitality because it's a, a people industry and um, the ability to combine um, interactions with people, explore the world and provide technologies to enable people to do that uh, was very appealing. So I started off um, actually, back in the day when uh, online travel agents were looking for hotel supply, the company I, I worked with in the early days actually had a, a lot of hotel supply available in real time, which they fed to the GDSs. And uh, online travel agents were looking for that um, information in real time and to be able to facilitate online bookings in real time. And uh, we provided a natural fit. So we actually powered uh, many of the um, the first OTAs back in the early noughties. Um, um, and then I. So the, you you gave the let's say just joke just, just joke, but you you gave our enemies the hotel enemies weapons kind of. <laughs> yeah, and little did we know at the time. Of course, it was you know merging. It was the dot com boom, uh, and and yeah, we uh, we thought that we were doing the industry a favor, I, I guess, by by powering <laughs> um, these these new entrants. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, well, they're not the enemy. I mean, I, I, I personally think that even though direct bookings are the best, I think they're like a necessary evil almost because, <laughs> you know, hotels can reach more people through OTAs, uh, I, I think, at least. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a balanced strategy. And I think they've done, a, you know, the online travel agents have done a fantastic job at distributing hotel inventory to consumers that would be very difficult for the hotels to reach. Um, but obviously, there's a, it is a balance and yeah. every hotel needs a balanced strategy. And 
you know, arguably um, that balance is in the favor of the OTAs and has been for, you know, for a very long time. Yeah, that that's true. And that brings me to uh, our next topic, Michael, because I read your article, uh, Crisis Management, What Hotels Can Learn From Friends on, uh, that is on HospitalityNet. And you write about uh, what hotels can learn from friends and Netflix, right? And I have to say, because I'm not just saying this, but actually it is true. Friend, it is one of my all-time favorite TV series, so... <laughs> so did you clap along at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I not only clap, but I, I sang all the, the song, you know? <laughs> it gets stuck in your head. But And I really, I have to say kudos to you, because I really love that you divide the article, like episodes. Uh, in Friends, you know, the one with, and I really love that touch. So uh, it's great article, uh, really, really great insights about what's going on and what can happen. So, uh, well, like the music, no one told us hospitality would be this way, right? So how do you yes. see, how do you see the world of online bookings now, since we're talking about OTAs and, and distribution? Do you think hotels still will still depend more and more on OTAs or is there a chance of um, the game change now? Well, as, as I said in my article, I, I think in times of crises, uh, hotels are conservative and they resort back to sort of protecting um, the, the, their spend, whereas the OTAs are the complete opposite. They go out very aggressively and uh, even even though this is probably the first crisis where the OTAs themselves have been quite badly hit, they are still spending money. They're still advertising. So you know they they are much more uh, likely to go out and try new things, be brave, and exploit the situation where hotels sort of retreat into themselves and take a defensive position. And I think ultimately that doesn't. You know, fortune favors the brave, and uh, OTAs are are the brave in this situation, and always are in crises. And I think probably hotels will uh, will feel the effects of that. Um, you know, as I said mm -hmm. in my article, and just for those people that haven't read it, uh, in, uh, HBO and uh, Warner Brothers, who who um, produced Friends, decided or have decided to take it off Netflix. Uh, they no longer renewing Netflix license to show the show and they're going to distribute it on its own platform. And, the, you know, there's an argument for the big brands to do the same and not distribute their inventory through uh, through the OTAs and just through the brand.com, which, as you can imagine, would be a very effective strategy if uh, it would certainly um, remove some of the power from the OTAs and create a much more balanced playing field if if the OTAs didn't have the brand inventory on them. Um, but the big difference between the Friends analogy and, and the um, film studios uh, and, and the online marketplace is that um, hotel rooms are essentially commoditized. Um, hoteliers, we don't like to admit that, but really, you know, in, in many cases, um, the, the products are the same and it's hard for, for guests to differentiate between them. So if, say, for example, IHG withdrew from Booking.com but Hilton remained there or Marriott remained there, um, it wouldn't force consumers to go and book on um, IHG.com. Um, they would, they would 
just find an alternative product on booking.com. Whereas if you want to see Fred and it's not available on Netflix, you would have to go onto HBO to view it. I mean, that's because Friends is unique and there might be similar products, but if you want to watch Friends, you want to watch Friends. So that's where it falls apart. And the only the only way that I can see that changing is if all the big brands decided unilaterally to withdraw their inventory from um, the, the big OTAs. And as you can imagine, that would be quite significant and would certainly um, balance the playing field, but actually help independent hotels as well because they would then become the primary product that the OTAs would distribute and that would create quite a quite a competitive landscape for everyone. Yeah, uh, you, well, yeah. while you're talking about uh, the analogy again uh, with friends and if you want to uh, watch friends you probably will still you go to the channel that friends are showing you know you don't go to a similar one like you would do you would do with hotels right? But do you think maybe it's also an opportunity to 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 really invest in loyalty? Because if you're loyal to to your brand, you might uh, follow your brand. Or you think it's uh, it, it's not it's not gonna happen? <laughs> you know I mean that people are like more convenience, let's say, than loyal to brands and hotel brands. Yeah, I think. You know, loyalty is an interesting question, but I think people will become loyal to a brand um, if you make it easy to book with them, if they really understand mm. you, if they really anticipate your needs and provide you a product that um, you're really looking for. Uh, sure. And and arguably, unless you're sort of a point-type junkie and you're looking to redeem points at, at, in future stays in mm -hmm. some exotic destination, uh, I don't think the products differentiate themselves too much to, to, to generate that loyalty. I think most loyalty is derived out of some sort of point system, but mm -hmm. that, that doesn't appeal to everyone. It certainly doesn't appeal to me. I, I'd prefer to stay in a nice hotel in a nice location that offers something unique and identifies with me during the stay rather than uh, accumulate points and and for for, for some future stay. That, that's not me and you know a certain segment of the population wouldn't want to do that either so yeah if, if they want to generate loyalty then they're going to have to understand the guests better not just the, the points junkies but all guests and really tailor make their offering to support um me booking with them rather than the hotel next door yeah yeah you're totally right i think loyalty uh the loyalty is much more than accumulating points it's like you said you really have to invest in the experience itself to to actually that to, to the bond be strong enough to <laughs> that people follow you uh which is really really hard and uh, one other thing that i was thinking when you when you're talking about and you said that that uh, it also depends on uh, like if the hotel website it's it, it easy to book uh if it's uh you know, the technology and if it's the online experience in, in the hotel website, it's it's good enough, right? So, because we were thinking here, here at Ask Suite, we are seeing our clients, uh, they're much more visit to the website, actually, because of all this pandemic and all the questions. People want to talk to, to the hotel directly to know the procedures, to know uh, what's going on in the, in the local, and, and that could be, do you think that that could be uh, an opportunity to grab this, 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 
these users, these visitors, um, and to, to to direct booking, you know, because I think because yeah. people are hesitating so much. So absolutely, I mean, everyone is looking for reassurance, and they and and I think going directly to the supplier is probably where most consumers will think they'll get the the most honest and truthful. Um, response and so yes you're, you're right and i think there's an opportunity for hotels not just to drive bookings direct in general but direct bookings direct to my hotel you know, demand is limited so hotels going to have to work really really hard to capture their fair share of what little demand there is at least in the foreseeable future or even a greater share and in order to do that you're going to have to firstly reassure the guests that you've done everything possible to make them their stay safe and comfortable. Um, that's that's table stakes right now. You know, if you if you don't have a brand promise that um, represents safety and security, um, then you you've lost that guest. This is not about price. This is about you know a fundamental basic right at this stage. It's it's you know in, in Maslow's hierarchy, the safety aspect is paramount, and people will not follow price if their safety is not guaranteed. So that's the first thing. But then hotels need to, through that conversation with, with the guests, really understand why guests are coming to the destinations. And I think what we're seeing, at least in the first wave, I'm not sure about Brazil, but certainly in Europe, the first wave of travelers are, you know, the staycation type people who are domestic travelers that are probably dry, driving, not flying to the destination. And they are looking for not just in in hotel experiences, but in destination experiences. So there's a real opportunity for a, a particular hotel to stand above its competitors by including many more of the local attractions and activities into the offerings that they offer. Um, so there's a you know fewer guests, but you're going to you by offering the right product with the right. Um, components added to it will actually help you drive more revenue from those guests. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you're right. And here is, is the same, uh, we see the same trend. Uh, people are really scared of flying. We only, I think we only fly if we have to. It's road trips and domestic um, travel that it's, uh, it's starting, not even, <laughs> it's not really happening still, but at least some, uh, some are already doing it, but um, and then you you said that you already said some ways of increasing revenue, and you said uh, the importance of uh, it's not about price anymore; it's much more about uh, the security and health and health measures and all that. Um, I'm gonna put you in a hot spot, I think, <laughs> but <laughs> if, if if you have you have an you, if you have a hotel right now, uh, how would you best distribute your rooms? And now that you're talking about OTAs and direct bookings and all that, what do you think it would be your best strategy to, to reach these few travelers that are starting to appear? Yeah, look, you still have to be on the um, on the global distribution channels. You have to, you know, market yourself to to more than just your your local market. But having said that, as we've just discussed, probably most of your business is going to come from local channels um, and and local local communities. So um, you know, there's a real opportunity 
to really understand the segment of guests that is going to likely book your hotel. And your, your, your own website is, is a fantastic vehicle to reach those, those people. Uh, but you need to look at, at um, advertising and marketing campaigns locally as well. Um, maybe, you know, affiliating yourself, as I said, with local suppliers and doing packages with them. So I think this is a community effort. And uh, on, a, on a scale never seen before, I think, you know, businesses are coming together because it's not just the hotels that are in a tough spot. It's, every, you know, all businesses. And so um, creating local experiences with other local businesses and then marketing those to a domestic market is probably going to be the most effective route to market. Now, that's probably best done. You'll know better than me, but that's probably best done through through your own, your your own uh, booking engine, your own website. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And we were talking uh, about distribution, Michael, but uh, I also want to talk a little bit about technology since you have a, a background as an engineer and all that. So you, you work with that. Uh, I was writing actually uh, a blog post about the trends and, uh, <laughs> well, I wrote that in January, in December, and things change and all that. So, <laughs> so I had to update. But one of the things that I wrote, I actually, I, I stand by it. And especially because we were talking about this trend of uh, road trips and, you know, local business and all that, uh, which is voice search. I was reading that I think was around uh, 80, 70 percent of Americans uh, in the last twelve years, twelve months, had used voice search, uh, you know, for local business. And I don't know. I don't think it's something that hotels are are, are aware of it and and get an advantage of it. Because I was thinking. Um, since today, uh, everything is so uncertain. It's it's hard to book in advance. And the people that I know, at least now, when they do, they do, oh, we're going to go this weekend to somewhere close. And everything is happening in, in like very fast. You know, they decide and go. And sometimes, most of the times that I see, at least here, but it might be my my bubble, I don't know. Uh, people are not really, really uh, booking the hotel. They they go and, and they try to find. And then I was thinking that voice search, you know, everybody use like uh, Siri or whatever Alexa. I don't know uh, to to while you were driving. Do you think, as a technology uh, expert, that it could be something that hotels uh, could start looking a little bit more like how how they can can be one of the 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 ones that it, they appear in the voice search, especially now with the road trips and people you know doing this last minute traveling and all that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, and I you know there's no question in my mind that voice is going to become an important um, search tool. Uh, you know, we we all do it. We all sort of gravitating towards that. I think the challenge that hotels currently have with voice search is um, the the product is very visual and you know what, what so it's a combination of voice and and visual i think is, is ultimately where hotels will win so the actual process of searching is 
um, you know, very, very well suited to, um, to voice. I want to stay at this type of hotel. I want to be close to this. I want these amenities, and this is the price that I'm looking to, you know, I'm willing to pay. So that that's quite easily communicated uh, through voice. The problem is the results. How do you, you know, I think part of part of our selection process is definitely the images and the multimedia, yeah. um, and the second component of our search is definitely user validation, you know, reviews and things like that. And when you are presented just with a single option through Siri or whatever, yeah. um, you, I think you lack the trust that she's actually un- really understood your requirement and you'd want to validate that by digging a little bit deeper in, by checking some reviews, by checking the images and, and um, validating that the location is where you'd expect it to be. So. Uh, I think, as as I said, voice is definitely going to be an important um, have an important role to play, but it's going to be in combination with with screen as well. Yeah, I think if if I was uh, in that situation and and Siri or whatever suggests me one, I would um, I, I would check then the website or whatever. I would I would do a further research. But at least it would, yeah, I think it would be a little bit. It'd be a bit risky not to. I think you know, with yeah. us, maybe in time, you know, she would understand you better, and she would understand your your desires and your requirements and what appeals to you, and, and select more accurately. But we're, we're definitely not at that point. So you, you'd have you'd want to validate the. Yeah, results. yeah, but I think I think it could be a start point. You know, if I'm in a city that I don't know anything and whatever, and just went and. And uh, at least I would check the one that su- that it was suggested, you know. So yeah, it, it could it could be a possibility. But anyway, uh, still on the technology uh, wave. Um, of course, hotel pro- uh, hot- hotel procedures ha- is changing. They are changing um, quite drastically now. Guests are requiring contactless experience. And again, hygiene procedures and all that. So, uh, Michael, with your, your with your experience and all that, what you were seeing there, uh, what technologies do you think there um, kind of must have now for hotels? Yeah. So I recently ran a clinic actually called the Hotel Tech Clinic, um, which was we brought a number of uh, tech experts to talk about areas that I thought were important to hotels. Um, and I'll, I'll run through them briefly without, without, <laughs> re, without boring anyone, hopefully. But, but I think fundamentally, <laughs> the, 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 the backbone to any hotel now needs to be a, a cloud-based technology. I think that's you know, moving, moving away from legacy technologies and things like that. Now, if someone has a, a legacy PMS or in, in place and... and um, you know, maybe now wouldn't be the time to replace it, but if, but for those companies that have already migrated from on-premise and sort of legacy technologies to cloud, are in a f- much more favourable position because they can integrate uh, many more applications on a uh, without going through massive um, developments, with spending masses on development and integration and, and things like that. Um, so I think. If anyone listening to this that's thinking about um, the, the, the future should, you know, the first place to start is having a, a cloud architecture, which is not a specific application, but more of the environment. 
That said, I mean, assuming that that's there, I think there are you know, probably about four things that hotels should be considering. As you said, contactless is um, for the guest is very important. So contactless check-in and check-out. I think uh, contactless concierge and engagement with the hotel um, is very important. And then you sort of couple in things like ordering in-room dining and at restaurants. Um, all of those sorts of um, touch points with the guests should be digitalized. But I think a really, to be really effective, those same technologies then need to communicate seamlessly with the staff. So um, if, if a guest, if, if a hotel is considering contactless guest technologies, then I think it makes sense for them also to consider um, a staff management applications uh, that can very seamlessly take guest requests and read and direct them to staff who are using their mobile phones or whatever and can more effectively implement those requests for the guests. It also um, provides the, the hotel with an opportunity to become much more streamlined in, uh, in terms of the resourcing of the hotel, which again in this time is, is very important. You don't certainly don't want too many too many staff. Uh, you want to be much more efficient in, in the way that you deploy staff. Um, but also you want the staff that you do want, you want them to be more effective. So by having a, a system that actually interacts with the guests in a seamless way uh, allows you to actually provide an enhanced service, which is bizarre because in this situation you'd think that with fewer staff you wouldn't provide the same level of um, experience for the guests, but actually through a contactless um, staff guest engagement um, platform, you can actually enhance that experience. So, so that whole contactless area is definitely important. Another area is um, what we call robotic process automation. Hotels have tons and tons and tons of manual processes, even fax processes. You know, there's a lot of people in the back offices of hotels. And a lot of those processes can be automated. Now, I wouldn't expect a hotel to do automate all of those processes overnight but they need to look at the most the, the ones that are sort of holding them back now and, and um, the ones that make sense to automate and start talking to technology providers about how to automate those processes through robotic automation so they can save a huge amount on time and become much more efficient um, in, in so doing and then the last area actually the second last area is um, robotics. Um, we've seen that mm. some some robots uh, robots are actually, and I, I'm not talking about the guys you know, looking like humans at the front desk. Not I'm, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's more like the automated vacuum cleaner type thing, you know, where where again, if you've got fewer staff, but with increased hygiene requirements, uh, it might be an idea to supplement. Um, your housekeeping or you know it's, uh, with with uh, uh, an automated vacuum cleaner and there's some some really elegant and uh, efficient ways of doing that you know basically the the cleaner will come into the room she will pick up the the the, the bedding and things like that turn the bedding uh, and then set the robot off and while she's cleaning the bathroom and making the bed this robot's going around the room uh, vacuuming so it saves time for the housekeepers but actually does a more more thorough job and um, um, overall drives down costs for the hotel and with newer technologies again it's not a capital cost it's on a you, you rent them on a month-to-month basis so that's pretty pretty cool and I think we're going to see more of that mm-hmm. and the last one I say is something which we touched on in the beginning is upsell I think you're going to have fewer guests so you need to 
engage with those guests in a more meaningful way before they arrive to really understand what you want. Yeah. Well, compiler would and start a conversation before you arrive and then understand what you're expecting from that stay and then start upselling you in a seamless but natural way. Um, and then you likely to get a greater share of spend um, through that engagement because custom, you know you will have established and created a relationship with the guests and that will uh, and, and if you make it easy as we said uh, to book those activities they'll do so through you rather than sort of through through a third party or phoning around or whatever when they get to the destination so that's a that's a flavor of what I see happening but it's, it's all about being more relevant yeah. um, and yeah. more efficient and certainly driven by a contactless experience. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm a bit suspicious to say, of course, I work in a hotel tech company. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I truly believe that technology uh, can help a lot now, especially like you said, uh, many hotels had reduced the staff, but they still, they had, they still have a lot of work to do and or even more with all the procedures, the hygiene procedures and all that Absolutely. that they have to do. So you, they uh, hotels need to find ways to be more productive and 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 at the same time giving what guests want, which is now uh, uh, security and you know and and, and hygiene and all that. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so yeah, I'm working with a with a, a company. Um, uh, it's called HKeeper, but they they're doing something really cool. It's a staff management tool, uh, so that it's making the staff more efficient. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, yeah. But, but uh, in addition to that, they've actually enhanced their product to provide uh, a real time certificate that can be sent to the guests. So you know, a hotel can publish their cleaning standards on the website, and they say this is what we're going to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you and I, just before arrival, there's no guarantee, at least, you know, you know we'll have the concern that there's yeah. no guarantee that that room was actually cleaned to that standard um, uh, and it was cleaned uh, today even. So what, what, what this company has done is taken the staff engagement, staff management application that sort of coordinates the work of housekeepers. Um, they've customized the cleaning regime, built it into the app so any hotel can apply their standard procedures for room cleaning and as soon as the housekeeper and the supervisor have approved that these tasks were done it generates a digital certificate that then gets sent to the guest through um, their mobile app you know, mobile application or their, um, and uh, to confirm that the room was cleaned to these standards that it was checked and it was and it's timestamped so you can see when the, exactly the room was cleaned before you check in so it's pretty pretty, pretty nice and that would certainly give me a lot more confidence to stay in that hotel then maybe someone is not doing that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Hkeeper is uh, it's Svetlana's, right? Company. Yes, that's right. Ah, yeah, I yes, know her. Hello, Svetlana, if you're listening to us. She's, she, <laughs> she's really great and I, I follow her work. And and yeah, she, I, I knew about this uh, certificate and and I think that's the way, you know, we, we, we want guarantees as much as, as we can that, that everything is is safe for us uh, so that that's really nice that you you also <laughs> working together she 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 gave us an interview last year that it's on our blog too 
Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing great things. Um, and I'm very impressed with the application. And I think that the important thing is that they've responded to the need and enhanced the, the application to meet the current needs of guests, which is which is something we're seeing a lot. I think, you know, there's a joke going around on the internet now saying, who drove your digital strategy? A, CIO, B, CTO, C, COVID-19. And I think COVID-19 <laughs> has been responsible yeah. for, a, you know, a, a, it's a serious thing, of course, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> many lives have been affected. But the reality is that it's accelerated change yeah. within um, technology adoption beyond mm. our wildest dreams. I mean, things that were taking probably five years to get implemented are happening in weeks now. Yeah. No, it, it does seem like we're, we're living in a science fiction movie sometimes, I think. I mean, this is, it was so, so drastically changed so fast, you know, it's like, wait, am I in a, in a movie or it's really happening? It, it, it's crazy, but you know, you, you have to adapt uh, to, it, it's part of our nature to adapt. So uh, that's the way it is. And Michael, again, putting you not in a hot spot, but more like a curiosity, like as a guest, do you have like a, uh, a favorite uh, technology, uh, hotel technology that you, you know, when you, you go to a hotel and you think, oh, that was, that is great. Like this is, can't live without it anymore. Yeah. You know, I think anything that removes friction points in a hotel, um, I, I have a bugbear where <laughs> hoteliers tell me that uh, the fact that you've got to stand at reception and get you know check in and things like that is is enhancing the experience because we're a people to people industry, yeah. um, and that you've you know if you want to order room service you've got to pick up the phone and call someone. Uh, that's not, in my opinion, uh, uh, enhancing my experience. Uh, for me. Our worlds are all digital. We most, uh, you know, a lot of what we do is on our phones anyway. And when we want human interaction, it's because we 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 seeking experiences beyond uh, automate, you know, processes that that we have to do. So uh, any process or any any application that removes unnecessary unnecessary friction points and engagement with staff. When I don't want to engage with staff, I see as a huge benefit. And that means that when I do have an in engagement with, a, with someone on staff, it's because they are helping me in a situation that a machine can't help me. So it's something unique and unusual, uh, or I'm requesting some local knowledge or something like that, or I'm just, you know, they're inquiring them about a person or they, they're doing the same about me. And that's, that's sort of a combination of, Technology and human will create a much richer experience for for all of us, um, and I think hotels need to stop hiding behind the fact that we're a people-to-people -people industry to kind of um, defend their position for not digitalizing their operations. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, humans must do uh, beyond the. the uh, beyond the basic, you know, that if a machine can do it, then you, you shouldn't be doing. And as I will tell you, I used to work in a hotel for seven years. And one of the reasons that I work now, like seriously, <laughs> one of the reasons that I work now at Ask Suite, uh, you know, Ask Suite is, uh, they, we provide uh, automated customer service by, through a chatbot. 
And once I saw the 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 a post, I think it was in LinkedIn almost two years ago, and I was going crazy because I was a manager in a hotel, and I I just I couldn't stop work basically, and and I was going crazy with this repetitive questions and you know like all day long like answering emails or message or whatsapp here in brazil it's quite big whatsapp message like uh oh, what is the price can i do this can i do that and i was like oh my god so when i saw like the, oh it has a chat but for that as i'll tell you i i love it and like thank god there is a technology that i don't have to repeat myself because you know, Absolutely. you know, you, 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 it's hard to keep you keep motivated and happy when you have to answer the same thing. The same That's things. right. And I think from a guest experience, they, the guest doesn't really want to have to go and interrupt you and yeah. you know stand in a line to speak to you or whatever, when it's just a fairly simple question that they know you've answered it. You know, ten times already that day. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, we we would much rather just type it into our phone and get get the answer if we if if that technology is available and it should be available because that interaction, you know, the interactions that you're describing were not adding value to the experience. If anything, it was causing some frustration because they would have to wait until you were free to yeah. to, to to talk to you. So yeah, I think te any technology that streamlines those repetitive um, redundant tasks and frees up staff to be empathetic and sincere and truly engage with guests is, is going to uh, elevate the experience for, for all guests. Um, and of course you can't, you know, obviously there's some generations that may, or, or people that don't want to engage with technology. So you need to be available to, mm -hmm. to support those guests, but you need to give the guests the, the option. I mean, I, yeah, as I said earlier, I don't want to have to order food over the phone anymore. I want to be able to do it through my, my yeah. phone. If I... Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And and uh, here we we always say this too, because this is when we start, uh, like two years ago, uh, hoteliers were really scared almost. Oh, machines would take up my, my job and all that. But the, the idea is not that to replace anyone. It's like, like you said, it, like humans and robots can do better together. So it's the combination, I think, gives the best experience. Um, yeah, I like to, there's the, the, you know, the, within chess, and it's a few years ago now, but uh, when, um, when the first computer, Deep, I think it's called Deep Blue, beat uh, the world champion um, at, at chess, that was a, gr a groundbreaking moment. Yeah. Um, and then, and then for a period of time, no human could beat a machine. But then they went to something called freestyle chess, where a human and a machine mm -hmm. took on a com another machine, and the human plus the machine always beat the machine. So it kind of demonstrated that human plus machine was more powerful than just machine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Michael, this is been great. Like I'm really, really, really enjoying talking to you. But we are we are towards the end. And I would like to, to, to before we finish, uh, we talk about all the challenges and all these uh, changes that is happening right now. And in, in your um, article, you also said like positive outcomes that can come from the crisis, right? So I think it's always nice to finish with a positive uh, perspective. So, uh, Michael, what do you think, what positive outcomes can come from this crisis uh, for the hotel industry? 
Yes, I think, uh, as, as we've sort of mentioned in, in, in the conversation, this is a fantastic time for hotels to do the things that they've been wanting to do for a long, long time, but they've just been too busy or haven't had the real need to do that. Now's the time. Hotel operations are, are slow. Um, also, revenues are very you know, suppressed down. So any investment that you make in technology now, um, if is is uh, the risk is limited because the downside, and I think one of the reasons hotels don't change technologies is they fear that it might disrupt their operations. But when you've got no guests and you've got no revenues, implementing technology, uh, it cannot negatively impact that. It can only enhance the experience when the guests start start returning. So I think as difficult as it is with um, you know. Uh, managing the revenues, the few revenues that you've got carefully, um, it is a really good time to invest in technology. Uh, and if you if you do the proper due diligence and invest the right amount of time in selecting the right uh, technology, you will provide a much better experience for your guests. You will be more efficient and you will be more effective when guests start to return. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great, Michael. Uh, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And is there any final message that you would like to leave or maybe your contact information? Uh, yeah, well, people can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Michael McCartan. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, just connect with me and, and I'll ha be happy to to support them. As I said, I, I support technology companies and uh, with their growth and development plans and uh, and introduce new technologies to hotels through that my network of uh, tech vendors. So, yes, yeah, if anyone wants some assistance, whether they're a tech vendor, vendor or, a, or a hotelier, um, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Reach out and you'll, you'll be like, friends, I'll be there for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you again, Michael. Thank you all for tuning in. And be sure to follow Ask Suite on Spotify and subscribe to our newsletter at asksuite.com slash blog. Thank you all and see you next time. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark.